Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and it's a Saturday show, which means Sarah's with me. Hello, Sarah. Hi. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. You look very fall in your flannel today. Yes, I feel fall. I dig it. Yeah, thank I you. I love fall. I love fall, too. I, I am still sad that summer is gone. I know. You're more of a summer girl than I am, but I am like through and through a fall girl. I always have been. We used to go to the apple orchard every fall and we would go apple picking and we would get apple cider donuts and right that was just a highlight for me probably because it was food related but I also loved like the smells the hay and the pumpkins and the spices yeah I just love it just the air feels crisp which is nice I know I know I love the fall I'm I'm I like to ski, but I don't love winter. But fall to me is just very like homey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And now I live on an orchard. I know. You can pick your own apples. Well, you know, I had a guy over here the other day, actually, random side note before we get into questions. Um, And he's actually the father-in-law of a dear friend of mine, and he's a master arborist. So cool. And we were walking through the orchard, and there's like one rogue... um, pear tree but it's not the green pears that are in the front do you remember what red pears are called I can't think of it off the top of my head right now no anyway it's been a rough year for the apples because we had so much rain like so much rain but these pears were so healthy and beautiful looking but they were like way too high for me to reach and somehow I don't remember if he threw something at them but he got down he got down two pears and we ate them right there and they were seriously the best pears I've ever had in my life that's so cool I know and there was one even higher up later and when the boyfriend came home I was like you have to go find find a way get a ladder get this pear and he agreed best pear we've ever had so that was really fun very cool very fall okay we have A bunch of questions today, and gosh, how long have we been doing these Saturday shows? I don't know. Like, at least maybe five months or so? Yes. I would say so. And the reason we added them is because we get so many awesome questions from you guys, and we can serve so many of you when we answer them this way on the podcast for everybody. So if you have questions... You can go to primalpotential.com forward slash inbox and put the question there and we will add it to the queue for our Saturday shows. We pull these from questions that people ask that way or questions that people ask in the uh, private Primal Potential Facebook group. And yeah, we'd love to hear your questions. The giveaway today, because we give something away on every Saturday show, we talked about this last week, I think, um, but I wanted to give away a box of the cocoa with reishi from four sigmatic because it's fall yeah and that's just like so perfect and since i'm not drinking coffee right now hot cocoa man there's just something so 
like homey and soothing about it. Comforting, yeah. Yeah, and reishi really helps with relaxation. So I am a big fan of Four Sigmatic because not only do they have cocoa, they also have lattes. Their turmeric is my favorite. They have different kinds of coffee. They have a charcoal lemonade to help with detoxification. If you want to learn more about Four Sigmatic, if you want to see a list of my favorite products from Four Sigmatic and get a discount code, go to foursigmatic.com forward slash primal. That's F-O-U-R sigmatic.com forward slash primal. And don't worry, we'll link that up in the show notes. So you can just go to primalpotential.com forward slash six, six, seven, and you'll find everything you need. But at the end of this episode, we will be giving away a box of their hot cocoa with reishi, which really helps with relaxation. You got to listen to the end to find out if you won. Super, super easy to win. You just have to share on Facebook or Instagram an episode that you have loved or leave a review of this podcast in iTunes or leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. That's all. We got questions. The first one, speaking of cocoa, this one's about coffee. Actually, I'm going to skip to a different question first. Oh, Can you okay. tell me what reishi is? Reishi is a type of mushroom. Okay. I yeah. had a feeling, but um, great. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So yeah, back to the coffee. Uh, this person says, I have been having the Bulletproof coffee for the last two weeks using high quality coffee I grind myself, which is Kerrygold butter and coconut oil blended in the blender. Initially, it tasted so good, and I was really enjoying it as my breakfast or mid-morning drink. But the last two days, the coffee hasn't set right with my stomach. I get indigestion or queasy after I drink it, and my stomach doesn't settle down for hours afterward. Since restricting my carbs to the evenings and cutting back on sugar, I feel amazing. My clothes are fitting looser, and people are noticing that I'm looking and feeling healthier. I was relying on the Bulletproof coffee as a quick and easy breakfast option, especially on work days. Do you have any suggestions as to what could be causing the stomach upset? I'm wondering if it can, if I'm getting more sensitive to the dairy. I love this. Um, and I used to be a big fan of Bulletproof Coffee. And I still am for a lot of people. I just got to a point our metabolisms are always changing where it didn't satisfy me the way that it once did. Um, and I'm not drinking coffee these days. But man, Bulletproof Coffee sounds amazing right now. It really does. Um this makes me think of one of my favorite little mantras about when things shift in our body and could it be this or what's going on? Is it that? Anecdote does not equal data. So what I mean by that is two days doesn't mean that like something shifted in your body and all of a sudden in the last two days, bulletproof coffee doesn't work or you're sensitive to dairy. It could be that you're fighting something, right? This could be completely unrelated to the Bulletproof coffee. And the reason I say that is because we're really only looking at a couple of days. And it could be so many other factors. It could be so many other factors. I know that, you know, I could feel a little queasy in the mornings if I'm starting to come down with something or if I didn't sleep well. I would give it some more time and see what happens because... We have two weeks of it working really well and two days of it not working really well. It could be the Bulletproof Coffee, but when, when we say that anecdote doesn't equal data, it means that like one situation doesn't mean that it's causal, that the issue is caused by the first thing you think of. Um, so I would recommend giving it a little bit more time. With that said about Bulletproof Coffee and like queasiness, some people 
really need some food on their stomach before they go for coffee, caffeine, a stimulant, or before they go for liquid forms of fat, right? Because the liquid form of fat, when we blend the butter and the coconut oil, it goes through our system much more quickly. So some people will find that they get an upset stomach if they have bulletproof coffee on an empty stomach anytime. And those are typically people who are either sensitive to liquid forms of fat and or sensitive to a stimulant on an empty stomach. Uh, I know a lot of people who have to eat something before or with their coffee or they'll feel a little bit sick. I would give it a few more days and then if you're still noticing it, either switch to something else and there's tons of very, very simple uh, options for breakfast that don't take a lot of time, whether that is a smoothie or it's like a heat and eat option where you make something ahead of time, maybe a frittata, something like that that you can just grab and go. Um, or you could try using less of the fat sources. So half as much butter, half as much oil, that sort of thing. But just keep in mind that anecdote does not equal data. I love sort of quick and grab breakfast oh options like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had a breakfast cookie this morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How was it? It was good. I, uh, You might have seen this on Instagram, but since I don't have a kitchen and I haven't had a kitchen for like three months and I probably won't for another five months, I've been trying out different meal delivery services and things like that, um, especially ones that don't require reheating because I don't have a microwave either. And so I was trying this week Saqqara, and this is not a commercial. This is not an ad. They didn't pay me. They didn't compensate me in any way. I tried to get them to give me a coupon code for you guys, but so far, no luck on that. Um, but their breakfast this morning, gosh, what was it? It was, it was like a lot of spices. Like, um, what did you say it smelled like? Like a ginger cookie. Yeah. It, it had a lot of cinnamon, definitely some ginger. Um, and then it was with, um, a chrysanthemum jam or something. Yes. Yeah. It was very, very different. Cause I'm much more into like a savory breakfast, but it was cool. Good. Yeah. Nice option. Yeah. All right. This person says, well, I know I need to get more involved in the community of like-minded people. The current close circle of people I have in my life are my husband, my best friend, and her husband. None of them align with my goals as they are all enablers, but they are my favorite people, and I certainly cannot cut them out of my life. They are my family and the most precious precious relationships in my life. How then do I transform these relationships from enabling to accountable? I've had the conversations numerous times that go something like, hey guys, hold me accountable. I don't need any ice cream when we go out tonight. But many times I've just looked at my husband and best friend and said all of the lies that have created my past failures, like, I need it. It was a hard day or I'll be good tomorrow. And then they let me because they don't want to hurt my feelings or embarrass me, or they don't really believe that there are consequences to my eating unhealthy foods. Let me ask you a question, Sarah. Let's say that you and I go out to lunch, which we need to schedule. Yes. And I say on the way over there, hey, don't let me have any French fries. They sound so good, but I don't need them. And then we get to the restaurant and I'm like, you know what? I'm pregnant and I want French fries and I'm going to work out later. I don't really care. Would you say to me, no, don't do that. You said no. Like, would you try to talk me out of it or would you be like, that's, you know. Yeah, I'd definitely let you go with what yeah. you were choosing. And yeah. that doesn't make you an enabler. Right. So that's the first thing like there's I want to do an entire podcast on like relationships with others because 
sometimes we we tell ourselves that we need people around us who are going to like put us in this safety bubble where we can't do things we said we wouldn't do. But I know if I went out with a boyfriend and I said, you know what, I, I really want to eat clean tonight. Like I'm trying to really take great care of myself. And then we were out and I said, you want to stop for ice cream? He'd be like, sure, if that's what you want. And he's not an enabler. That's not enabling. I want to discourage everyone from hoping that people close to them will be food police. Honestly, I think that is a disastrous setup for a relationship. It's lose-lose, right? And and I've been on both sides of this. I had, uh, gosh, a relationship in college and then another relationship after college where it was the phase of my life where weight loss was my biggest priority. And they really did police me. And it was a massive wedge in the relationship because I felt like I had to hide from them. And then I created this narrative where, while they were doing exactly what I had asked them to do, don't let me eat this, don't let me eat that, help me reach these goals, it's just a level in a relationship that is, it has an undercutting quality to it. You know, I don't care who you are, I really feel strongly, and this is just one woman's opinion, that having your spouse or your best friend policing what you eat is not good for the relationship. And, I mean, here's the other thing. It also gives you this false sense that you need it, that I need Sarah to say, Elizabeth, don't have the French fries. Otherwise, I'm just going to give myself the French fries. It's my job. It's not Sarah's job. It's not my mom's job. It's not my partner's job. And because they love you because they're going to let you make your choice because they don't really care about your food choices, that does not mean that they are enabling you, right? The second piece of this is transforming a relationship. There's so many ways to transform a relationship, and I do believe it can be done. But I do not believe that, A, what you're describing is enabling, and B, I do not believe that you need them for accountability. In fact, I'm all for external accountability, like people who help hold you accountable. However, it means nothing if you are not first and foremost accountable to yourself, right? And one of the things that I talk about that I see as a big problem with a lot of the ways people approach weight loss and I mean, people who are maybe like selling a plan or a program or whatever. It teaches dependence, meaning I am dependent on you. Let's let's use, um, and I won't even say any brand names, but let's say that like you have to go into a place to check in, to check your weight, and they write it down. Well, if you are accountable to them, but you're not accountable to yourself, then they are teaching dependence and they are not setting you free so that you can rely on yourself. Having Sarah say to me, if we go out to lunch, no, E, I don't think you should have those French fries because you said you didn't want to and you told me not to let you have French fries. That's built no skill in me. That's built no long-term growth in me. And honestly, it makes her feel uncomfortable. And then it makes me feel like I don't have control over my choice because if I then don't order the French fries, it's because... Sarah said something, not because I said something, not because I made a commitment to myself. 
So I feel like the relationship that needs to be transformed in this situation is yours with you. I'm a big fan of surrounding yourself with people who bring you to the next level. Yes, that's why I created the Master's Club, quite frankly. That's why I'm in a mastermind myself. But accountability is about my word to me. If I say, in fact, this happened just yesterday. I texted the boyfriend uh, early in the day and I was like, do you want to go to the gym with me at six? And he said yes. And then we had a bunch of things come up with the baby and two doctor's appointments unexpectedly. And I very much could have said, it's been a day. I'm not going to go. I just need to chill. I think I need to put my feet up. I very much could have said that to him and he would have been like, okay. But that's not accountability. Accountability is not about somebody else keeping your to your word. Accountability is about you keeping yourself to your word. I do not think this is a situation where like you need people who are going to not let you eat the ice cream or how do you transform the relationship with your spouse or your best friend? Accountability begins with you. And that is the most powerful relationship to transform where your word to yourself means something major. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's that's what I think. What is the starting part point for someone completely hopeless and paralyzed on his or her health goals and still refuses to seek help? Let's make an assumption here that this person's talking about themselves. I guess theoretically they could be talking about somebody else, but let's just assume that this person who wrote this is talking about themselves. Completely hopeless, paralyzed on their health goals and refusing to seek help. Listening to the podcast is seeking help and asking this question is seeking help. So I think it begins with giving yourself some credit. You're further along than you think, you know? As for hopelessness, I really believe that this is a matter of not looking at the whole version of the truth. Because, well, let me ask you, Sarah, have you ever felt like hopeless about something? Yes. And when you are, are there things that you're not considering? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Right. Like it's yeah. almost like we get boxed into this super emotional corner where all we see is what is wrong and what's not going right. Or we, we see where we've dropped the ball or where we've made mistakes or the things that have gotten really screwed up, right? And those are very real. But it's just that one corner and it reminds me of that quote, and gosh, pregnancy brain, I'm totally blanking on the name, I apologize, but I know I've said it on the podcast before and I'm going to have to paraphrase the quote anyway. Um, but it talks about your life as though it was a room and how most people live their whole lives in just one narrow strip of carpet by the window going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And that's really what happens when we have this idea of hopelessness because we get locked into this one perspective. And it's not a false perspective in a lot of cases, right? I could make a case for being hopeless about business if I just focus on everything I've screwed up, everything that's gone wrong, every goal that I've missed. But what I'm not looking at are all the people who have done it, all the people who have struggled and failed and screwed up and then created success. I'm not looking at all the things who have, that have gone right that have gone well and all the things I know that I haven't yet implemented and all the different things I could try that I haven't tried. Same thing. I could make a case 
for being totally hopeless about romantic relationships. And it would be a very real, true case if I looked at all the mistakes I've made and all the failed relationships I've had and all the failed relationships I know of in other people, I could feel very hopeless. Absolutely, that is real, but it's just one small piece of the story because I could also look at resources, what's available to create an amazing relationship. I could also look at all the wonderful moments I've shared with other people and all the ways they've made me better. And I can look at relationships that are amazing and people who have struggled in relationships and had some, some botched ones and then go on to have amazing love, right? It's all about, are you looking at a piece of the story or are you looking at the whole story? And as for this other idea of paralysis, right? We are never stuck. No matter who you are, where you are, how old you are, what your past looks like, we are never stuck. We can choose to stop. We can choose to not try. But we are also as free in every moment to choose to try. So you are not paralyzed. You're just not taking action. And that is different. So the starting point I really believe, honest to God, this is where I think the identity journal is such a powerful tool. And you can listen to episode 559 about that if you're like, huh, what's that? 559 is where we talk about it um, the first time, I think, on the podcast, and we've talked about it many times since. But you got to stop focusing on the past because a lot of that hopelessness and paralysis, if not all of it, comes from the past. Because even if I felt like my business was hopeless and I was paralyzed, all of that would be informed by past patterns and I have the opportunity to just focus on today. And when I focus on today, there's no hopelessness because I'm not focused on yesterday and that's where the hopelessness comes from. So identity journaling is one thing and then really a deliberate practice of being in the moment instead of wasting your energy on your past. And I actually did a podcast on not limiting your potential and your possibilities based on your past experiences. And that's up on the Primal Potential blog as well. It's a video. Do you have any suggestions if this is for someone who is looking to help someone else? Like, would you suggest that they suggest to this person to start journaling or? Only if that person's asking for help, Mm. you know, because sometimes we want to save somebody that's not looking to be saved. Right. And I think that the the only time that it's really appropriate is when they're asking for your help. Otherwise, be a lighthouse, you know, be a light so bright that others are drawn to it. Love that. All right. I recently just got dumped by my backup guy. Interesting. I know, right? <laughs> I thought that too. I know that sounds harsh, long story, even longer drama, which I will spare you. My question is after two months, I still think about him all the time and I read his letter that he wrote. I heard you talk about rereading the old chapter and it hit me in the face. I want to move on so badly. Am I failing because he still pops into my head? I'm not sure how to get to the new chapter. I still think about my former husband. Not all the time, but he still pops into my head and and I'm glad for that. You know, I'm glad for that because I learned a lot in that relationship. I'm glad for that because there was a lot of good in that relationship. And even in relationships that weren't so bad or that weren't good, uh, that didn't have many redeeming qualities, I don't resent or resist moments when those people pop into my head. Heck, 
the kid who bullied me in third grade pops into my head sometimes, you know? Um, I think that's the way the mind works. So there's two different things, because at one point, uh, am I failing because he still pops into my head? No. But then earlier it says, I still think about him all the time, and I, and I read his letter that he wrote. So A, no matter how often you're thinking about anything or anyone, you're not failing. What you are doing is not optimizing your attention. Something I say all the time is that you are the thinker, you are not the thoughts. You control where you allow your attention to rest. So you go and you get that letter and you read it again and again and again. That's a choice. If you don't want your attention there, if you want a different chapter, then you have to make different choices. And even when people pop into your mind, you can absolutely, without a doubt, turn your attention someplace else. You know, that is a choice and it's a practice and it gets easier with practice. Something came up, I don't know, it was a week or two weeks ago on one of the live coaching calls I do in the 12 weeks. And I can't remember the specifics of the topic that got brought up, but somebody basically said like something happened to me a while ago that was super, super embarrassing and I still think about it often and I get like really upset and embarrassed every time I think about it. And I said, I totally have a few of those in my life too, like things that think that go through my mind and I'm like, I seriously can't believe I did that. Like, what was wrong with me? God, I hope they don't remember. You're laughing because you know, like you, you feel that way too, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. But here's the deal. We are in control of if we allow our attention to rest there and how much drama we fuel that with. So if one of these things pops up for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was 10 years ago. Like, I, I'm a different person now. I will certainly never do that again. Next. And then I, whether I just return to my work or I return to driving the car or I return to the conversation I was having, that is a muscle we can strengthen, the muscle of redirection. If you do not like the thing you are thinking about, it freaking change it. That is one of our superpowers. And a lot of people allow their mind to lead them instead of realizing that we have the power to lead our minds. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. Huge difference in <laughs> yeah. terms of happiness and peace. Definitely. Yeah. All right, last question here. How do I stop beating myself up for failures and start celebrating small wins? Start celebrating small wins and stop beating yourself up for failures. Done. <laughs> you know, next. No, <laughs> seriously though, your answer is in your question. We don't need a strategy for this. I was talking to um, some of my some of my friends in a in another in another line of business that I work on as well and I said to them there's no trick to being yourself right which is another topic but really the essence is the same sometimes we're looking for like what is the path what is the strategy what is the tactic and it's as simple as the question itself the next time you have a small win celebrate it and the next time you have a misstep, just like we talked about in the last question, you are the thinker. You are not the thought. Just because your mind drifts to, why the heck did I do that? You decide whether or not you allow your attention to rest there. That is your choice. And you are free to make a different choice. That doesn't mean that because you've made this decision, your attention is not going to drift to the decision you made that you wish you hadn't made. It absolutely will, and probably often. But where you go from there, you are in control of what you fuel with your attention and where you allow your, your mind and your thoughts to rest. And we can redirect that because 
that's what I mean when I say we are our own mood maker. If you are stressed, it is because you are allowing your attention to rest on the things that stress you out, and that's a freaking choice. If you're pissed off, it is because you are allowing your attention to rest on the thing that pissed you off, and that is a choice. We can also turn our attention to something that makes us feel really grateful or really happy or really excited or whatever. Like, that is a choice. That's what I think about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. we have a winner. I do. And this is somebody who left a review and a rating of the podcast on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Same, same. The person's name, interestingly, is life-changing-space-transformative. Fitting. Yeah. I mean, that is their iTunes handle for this review. So if you are the person who wrote this review with the Apple podcast slash iTunes screen name of life-changing-transformative, and I promise I did double check three times. The subject of the review is different. I'm not reading the subject. This was the person. Life-changing-space-transformative. Email sarah at primalpotential.com, S-A-R-A-H, And you've got 60 days to claim your prize, which is a box of the Four Sigmatic Hot Cocoa with Reishi, a mushroom extract that helps with relaxation. So delicious cocoa that's not only going to taste good, but have some calming effects as well. So I'm... I'm totally all about that this yeah, winter. Yeah, that this sounds fall. so pleasant. I know, right? If I had a kettle, I could bring some out here today, but I don't. <laughs> you were asking me about that the other day because I gave you some tea and you were like, do you want to keep some? I'm like, and start a fire? No, you suggested putting water on the grill. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm okay, not doing that's that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> have you boiled water on the grill? Yeah. When we didn't have power for a few days, a couple winters ago. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, um, nope, it's not that big of a priority for me right now. But you know what? I'm going to have that. a kitchen soon. Yes, you are. I know it's really coming along. It is. It is. All right. Before we go, Sarah, what's good this weekend? What are you excited about? This weekend, um, I'm doing a lot of work and such, which I guess isn't that exciting, but I'm happy to do it. Well, that's good. Yeah. I have a lot of weekends like that, so I get it. Yes. What about you? We started training Rumi, the puppy, last weekend, so that continues this weekend, and honestly, it's a lot of fun. Like, it's something we do together, the three of us, and and he's he's eager to learn. Like, he's a very high-energy dog that wants to please, so um, I'm like, I'm looking forward to that. Good. Yeah. And you do it outside, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be out this time we of year. We had a neighbor come by, not our neighbor, but the neighbor near this place, like walks out down to where there's all these dogs. And there's only like one dog that was barking because it has some separation anxiety. And so it was, that's what they were working on. Dogs like barking, barking, barking. And this guy comes down and he's like, we're in a public park. But he says, this is the second Sunday in a row where I've heard dogs barking and this is unacceptable. And the guy, I was like, gosh, I'm really curious to see how he's going to respond. Because he's probably, he's yelling from like, I don't know, 50 yards away. And I'm like, I just want to see how this instructor is going to respond. And he just looks at him and he goes, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was awesome. That is awesome. It was just like, no, he didn't walk over to him. He was just like, gotcha. See you next week. That's right. <laughs> exactly. It was so good. We all laughed. It was great. But yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Excellent. Okay, everybody, if you've got questions or comments or topics, go to either the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 667, 
or you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash inbox and uh, we will happily tackle your question or your topic on the show. Make it a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.